Good morning and welcome, and we are joined at this time, as we usually are about this time every month, by the mayor of the city of Batesville, Mike Bettis. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. It's a uh, beautiful day, and so glad to have this opportunity to share with folks uh, what happened at our city council meeting on Monday night. And uh, admittedly, there was not a lot on the agenda, but there's been a lot happening around uh for the last month or so and so uh be glad to give everyone an update on what's happening all right and of course uh the uh, board of works kicks things off and they use and there's just the one agenda item on there and for the first time in uh last several months uh, you did not ha- the uh, board of works did not have to deal with uh, street closures or anything like that but uh still nevertheless uh, some important work getting done the uh Memorandum of Understanding between the City and Ripley County Emergency Management Agency. That's right. And so this is a, a, a memorandum or an agreement the city's been involved with with the county for several years. And so uh, uh, I know uh, back, I think it was in 2017 is when we last uh, did this memorandum of understanding between the Ripley County Emergency Management folks and Ripley County as a whole and then the city of Batesville. And so we have partnered on a number of projects over the years and uh, in, in preparation for, uh, to make sure that we are ready for that day if there's ever a natural disaster or if there's some sort of incident that happens and, and either the county needs help or the city needs help, that we have uh, this memorandum then says that we will work together and provide some assistance to each other either in the form of a, if we need an emergency operations center, if we need a staging area, if there's uh, some sort of help with getting equipment moved around and setting a command trailer up, all, all those kinds of things are all things that uh, that need to be have somewhat of a plan before that those incidents happen so that you can then quickly uh, take care of the, of the problem that's in front of us take care of the incident, take care of the challenge, and not have to do some of this work in the background before you can do it. So this is all taking place now. And so we originally did this back, I want to say it was back in 2017, and when we had a different uh, executive director for the EMA for Ripley County, and we have been through two or three um, directors since then, and so this is as much as anything is just kind of a a um, bringing those an older document up to date and making it official. Um, and so we, we're very happy to be a part of it. Uh, we, as I said earlier, we have worked together for a number of years. We've done training sessions together. Uh, they have provided us with uh, earlier this year or end of last year, early this year, they uh, provided some funding so we were able to get some generators. So we now have emergency generators here at the, at the memorial building itself, and then also emergency generators over at the street department. So in case there ever is an incident, a uh, natural disaster, uh, we have emergency power at, at these locations so that we can help react and help be a part of uh, taking care of whatever needs to be looked after. 
All right, and then uh, moving on to the uh, city council meeting, and uh, the one agenda item was removed at the uh, applicant's request. So uh, we uh, move ahead into the uh, the mayor's report, and of course, uh, you also uh, you brought council and uh, those in attendance up to uh, date as far as the uh, COVID uh, cases uh, concerned. In particular, the uh, number of cases in the four seven zero zero six zip code. That's right, and so this is something that the state tracks, and so I uh, I try to keep up with it. Uh, on a daily, weekly basis on COVID cases here locally. And so I I keep track of what's happening in a four-county region uh, as part of the um, COVID update that I do three days a week on WRBI. And so, uh, but, and that's more of a four-county region look at it. And so when I come to city council, I try to then make sure I have information that's more specific for us. And so the zip code 47006 has about 11,700 people in in that zip code. And uh, in the past month, we had 133 new cases in our zip code. Uh, for comparison, we had 190 in that things in our zip code the month before. And I believe the month before that, I believe it was a 182, if I've got that straight in my head. And so... Uh, and so we have seen uh, certainly a, it, it rose a, two or three months ago. It started popping up. It's got up to 180 and 190. Now it's backed off to 133. And so uh, it appears that it is uh, waning a little bit here in our zip code, much like it is across the state and the four county region. And and so we're, we're not done with the with uh, COVID yet. It is. Uh, something that we're probably going to deal with it for quite a while, and but we're hopefully this latest wave is starting to pass, and then hopefully those numbers will continue to get smaller in the in the coming weeks and months. So we'll just try to we'll keep track of it like we have been, but I I do try to make sure I keep city council and the people up to date on what's happening here locally as well as what's happening in the four county region. And, of course, you also uh, send out the reminders about uh, testing and also uh, in the, uh, in, um, at the uh, Milan Volunteer Fire Department and also uh, Margaret Mary Health uh, offering uh, vaccinations as well. That's right. And, and so those things have, uh, have been put together for quite a while and continue to happen in the background. I know sometimes uh, people forget or, you know, it's not top of your mind, and so I try to um, – take time every month to remind folks that those services are still available. Uh, the, the testing is still available at the Milan Volunteer Fire Department uh, on Ripley Street in Milan, and they, the site is open on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then also the second Saturday of the month. And so they, they prefer if you sign up, but they also do accept walk-ins, and so that has been going on for quite a while. Uh, we're very fortunate that Margaret Mary Health is here in our community and that they they offer COVID-19 vaccines by appointment at the Occupational Health and Wellness Center, which is located at 1051 State Road 229. For those of us who are more landmark-driven, that's directly across the street from the Kroger's uh, in their Occupational Health Building, and they do... COVID vaccines by appointments, and so you, they have appointments available Mondays from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., 
and then on Tuesdays through Fridays from 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. So they ask you to schedule by appointment so you can reach out to them at 812-932-5105. And so uh, Margaret Mary is still doing vaccines for the community, and so we're, we're very fortunate that they have been a really good partner. Um, they have. Uh, I also really should commend them for the work that they have done. Uh, they have been really uh, transparent and have provided lots of good information uh, on a daily basis uh, through social media about the number of patients they've had. And so there was a time, I'll say six weeks ago, two months ago, that we were really concerned about the number of patients and in the hospital here locally and also the number of patients in hospitals in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Louisville. And there was a time when hospitals were really busy and really full. And uh, so Margaret Mary did a really great job of keeping people up to date on what was happening in the hospital. And they had a number of days where they had more patients in-house than what they would normally have on a regular basis. And, and a vast majority of those uh, for many days was COVID patients. And so they did a really great job of keeping body, everybody informed and, and so... We're very fortunate that Margaret Mary Health has been such a good partner and, and is really working looking out for the health of all of us. And so that's worked out really well. All right. Again, so uh, if you need to uh, schedule a vaccine appointment at Margaret Mary Health's Occupational Health and Wellness Center on 229 across from Kroger, again, it's 812-932-5105. And with that, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more and continue our conversation with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our monthly conversation with the mayor of Batesville, Mike Bettis. And uh, Mr. Mayor, of course, uh, continuing on, uh, another uh, thing that you had brought up uh, that you brought up to uh, council was uh, a, a tax abatement that will be going before council next month. That's right. And so the city of Batesville has owned a, a building out on the east side of town, out on Merkle Road, that we have uh, called a shell building. And so it was a building that was built with basically four walls and a roof. Uh, it has a rock floor in it. And so we have, well, that building was built back in 2015. Uh, and so we have entered into an, an agreement with a company called Ikeo uh, LED Lighting, who is looking to purchase that building from the city. Uh, the, all the, I'll say a lot of the technical things have been taken care of in the background as far as getting things uh, all the paperwork lined up so we can sell, the Redevelopment Commission can sell that building. Uh, and through the course of negotiations with IKEO and selling the property, we did also have uh, some discussions about tax abatements. Um, and so we are, uh, have been working with the Economic Development Commission, which I am also a member of. And so we are, we have made an offer uh, to IKEO and for a 10-year abatement, which is on a sliding scale, so it isn't a full abatement 
oh, for 10 years, it is a sliding scale. So the first year, it's 100% of, of the tax abatement. And then the second year, it slides down to 85. And I think the third year, then it goes to 80. And so it has a sliding scale that uh, goes down over time. And so uh, we will be bringing that uh, request to city council then next month so that we can um, get that approved. Uh, so that's one of the bits and pieces that we need to have done before we sell the building or we'd like to get done before we sell, sell that building. And then um, the scheduling of that uh, close of that sale then is sometime in that third week of December. And so we're hoping to get all that wrapped up, um, this tax abatement wrapped up in early or towards the middle of the month, and then uh, shortly afterwards then have the sell the building to ITO so they can get started then as far as uh, doing the things that they need to do to turn it into a, a to their business. I know at first they're going to be it's going to be more of a warehouse operation, but in time they're looking to make a more significant investment and turn it into a manufacturing location also. And so there will be a lot happening out there for the next few years. So we're really excited about the opportunity to have a new manufacturing, uh, a new manufacturer in our community, providing jobs and providing opportunities for our uh, for our citizens to work at. And it's also in a growing industry. So something hopefully then that will be a part of us for many years. And so it's a great opportunity for us to get to sell the building and then also be generating tax revenue for for the community uh, each and every year. So that we're very, very excited about the opportunity. And another thing that um, item that you uh, brought up, uh, Mr. Mayor, at the Monday night's council meeting, the update on the ready grant is that uh, continues on. And uh, so what's the latest on that? Well, the, the city of Batesville teamed up with uh, the cities of Greensburg, Rushville, and Shelbyville, and then also Decatur County, Rush County, and Shelby County. And so the, the seven entities formed a, a group, formed a region. And so we made, uh, we presented our application to uh, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation back in the end of September. And so now we're in the process of preparing for a, a uh, in-person presentation uh, to the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, which is set for Monday, November 29th. And so this is something that has taken up a lot of time. I know between Sarah, John, and myself, it seems to be what we, we spend this, uh, a lot of time uh, preparing for this presentation. Um, and so there's a lot a lot going on. Some of it's a lot, actually a, some fun. We're having kind of a lighthearted uh, introduction to our group. And uh, for that presentation, and and so we're we're really looking forward to making our making our case to the state so that we can potentially bring a, about fifty fifty million dollars uh, in grants for different projects through our seven uh, governmental agencies, and so we have a lot on the line here, and so uh, we have lots of training sessions and unfortunately the date of our presentation is monday the 29th which is of course the monday after thanksgiving and so it, it will be uh thanks 
giving will be a little shortened because we'll, we'll all be practicing and, and making sure that we're ready to go on that day so that we can make the best case possible for for our projects and for the projects for our region. Uh, the goal of all this is to find a way to, to grow our community, to make Indiana a more attractive place to live, and then each one of us is doing what we can to try to make our communities an attractive place to live. And so there's a lot to it, a lot of good projects that we're hoping to get funding for so that we can uh, help grow our communities uh, here in the short term and also long term. And and so we're, we're working on that a lot. We have practice sessions and we're film, doing a film uh, as part of a, a video for part of our introduction. And so that's turning out to be quite, quite a fun little thing to do. And so it's really a lot of work, but there's a great reward if we can be successful and, and be one of, the, one of the regions chosen to receive funding for our project. So we're, we're giving it our very best. All right. And, of course, uh, you mentioned, uh, Sarah, that's uh, Economic Development uh, Director Sarah Lamping. Yeah. And uh, and John is uh, Council yeah. President uh, John Irging. So, uh, yeah, that uh, sounds like uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting uh, Thanksgiving holiday for the three of you folks, along with your uh, colleagues and the other government entities. Yeah, that's, and so it actually has been some, a, a fair amount of fun. We've um, uh, It's turned out that uh, the mayors, we we, meet, we see each other at meetings and uh, different functions, but we don't, have never really had time, uh, opportunity to spend a lot of time with each other. But through this ready process, uh, even through just putting together the application, we had to spend a lot of time and and sharing about what's going on in our communities and projects in our community. And we had to then look critically at each other's projects and try to kind of rank them and, and make sure we're picking the right projects, even though we might have a pet project we might be interested in, and that but maybe it didn't fit the criteria. Maybe it wasn't the right project that would uh, make Indiana Economic Development Corporation excited about uh, this being an opportunity to help grow our, our community and our state. And so we've had, a, had some fun along the way, but we, it's certainly been a lot of work uh, but we, we have all gotten to know, know each other a lot better, and it's uh, made some a lot of conversations which are not ready-oriented that are, you know, hey, how are you handling this, and hey, what are you doing about that? And so we've had um, the opportunity then to get together and 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 uh, be closer and be get to be get to know each other as friends. Uh, we're still competing from time to time with each other, but it's in a friendly fashion. And so uh, it, it's been a great process for us, and, and I'm glad we've gone through it. It's been a lot of work. It's taken up a lot of time. It's um, pulled me from other things I'd rather be working on. But uh, the opportunity to, you know, potentially bring seven, eight, nine million dollars in investment and projects in, in Batesville is certainly something that just had to be taken care of, and so we're giving it our very best. All right. So, of course, keep an, keep an eye on that and uh, as we move on here toward the end of the year. And, of course, uh, a, a big thing that's uh, been going on a, uh, uh, this, uh, this summer uh, and also uh, part of the fall has been uh, road construction. And uh, what's the latest that you can tell folks as far as the uh, road construction projects are concerned, Mr. Mayor? Well, we're slowly um, working our way down that list. And so uh, things have gone really well here the last few weeks. Weather has been really good to us. 
We've had a number of really good days. And uh, so the paving is done. So I feel really good about how that has turned out. Um, we got down to the last three roads that need to be paved. And so Friday they paved South Street. Monday they did Mulberry Street. And then Tuesday they finished up and did Park Avenue. And so the, the, the main paving is done. Now there's still work that needs to be done is what I call what they call the restoration or cleaning things up planting grass, uh, getting those things fixed up. There's a, certainly on Park Avenue, we did a lot of work to the road. We did a lot of work to the curb and gutters and to sidewalks. And so we had to disturb the grass that's in, in those areas. And so those all things need to get cleaned up and get put back together. We also, and so we are finishing up the work of what I call the Community Crossing Matching Grant for 2020, year 2020. This phase two, so 2020-2, and so that work is uh, is complete. Outside of there's some, still some things that we need to do as far as restoration, and there's still some concrete work that we need to do over by Mulberry and St. Louis Place, uh, and so we we have more to do around there. But that the main construction will be done, and so we're in a good spot for that. Uh, at the same time, Roe is also the contractor for us for another community crossing uh, grant uh, projects that we have that we call 2021-1. I know it's a tongue twister, but for the, the year 2021, uh, we were granted a million dollars, and so we uh, invested that money in doing a number of stormwater projects and road projects in particular on Edgewood and then also from Edgewood, going from Edgewood down to the intersection of Mulberry and Catherine. Uh, we did a lot of, of stormwater work in, in that area. It's kind of a low area, and so we had to wanted to fix that area so as to get that water to get off the street more quickly. And so a lot has a lot happened in that section, and so that is basically done. And now we're waiting on them to finish the work up at St. Louis Place and Mulberry. And so they'll come back next spring and repave that entire, they'll mill it and repave it, and it will be much smoother than what it is today. And so that's another big group of projects that got done this year that we were didn't think we'd get done until next spring, but they were able to get these done early for us, which is was certainly a big help to the city because that then allows when the state comes through next spring and does their project of repaving Highway 229, which is mainly Main Street, and then the Boringer, and then up Walnut Street, uh, they're going to repave that entire section of 229 next spring. So that will. Uh, so while they're working on that, Mulberry will be open as the alternate route, detour route, and so uh, we're very thankful that Roe was able to get all that work done this fall so then that road will be open as the alternate route next spring when NDOT is doing their project. So there's been a lot going on. And so there's still more work to do in in 20 or next year. There's still two more projects that need to get finished up from the the community crossing 2021-1. We're still looking to widen Pullman Street from Park Avenue to Delaware Road. And so that road is a little narrow in places, so we're going to uh, widen that road so cars can easily pass. 
through there. We'll also do the storm, some stormwater work in that area. And then the, the project I'm probably most excited about is the one that is a stormwater project and that will also be repaving of Huntersville Road. And so it's a project that starts at the underpass on Huntersville Road and then goes south on Huntersville to where it hits 229 in the south side of town. And so that underpass, um, uh, whenever we have a large rain event, that underpass fills up with water and becomes impassable. And we've had cars try to drive through it, not knowing how deep it was and, and had had challenges. And so we've been working on putting together this plan for quite a while as far as a way to get that area to drain water more quickly. And so it does not fill up with water whenever there's a, a big rain event. And so uh, this this coming spring, Roe will be back to fix that underpass. We'll be putting in some bigger pipes, uh, replacing the existing pipe set underneath there for stormwater, and then doing a much um, much larger pipe work so that we can then get that water out of there more quickly and then hopefully not have that underpass fill up with water. That underpass is important to the city because that's an area, if there's ever a train passing through town, that is an area that our emergency folks either police or EMS or fire like to use that underpass as a ways to get from the north side of town to the south side of town. And so this is one of the things that we've been hoping to get done for a long time. And then hopefully then this spring we'll be able to make that project happen and get that taken care of. And so we've gotten a lot done this year and a lot, and most of the projects are finishing up for this season uh, and then, but we'll take a break and then come back in the spring and then do some more work. We've, we've been very fortunate. The state of Indiana has granted us a, more than our fair share of money through the through NDOT through the Community Crossing Matching Grant Program. And Tim Mazowski and and our engineers have done a wonderful job of um, putting together these projects and making them uh, putting that. Making the getting the applications in and end up then funding the projects, and we've been able to do a lot of work over the last few years to repave a lot of roads, and we've been picking up now some stormwater projects and picking up some sidewalk uh, replacement projects at the, that are in conjunction with road projects. So we've been able to get a lot accomplished, and really excited about um, being able to use that money and update infrastructure, roads and curbs and gutters and stormwater systems all across the city so as to uh, prepare us for the future. And it's really worked out well, and I'm really excited about where we're headed with that. And Tim and his group have done a great job of, of getting us into this position. And finally, to uh, end things on a light note, uh, real quickly, uh, some of the events that are coming up. That's right. And so, as always, we have lots of things going on around the city of Batesville. And um, this weekend, the Chamber Holiday Open House will, will be on November 12th from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. This is kind of the annual kickoff to the holiday shopping season. So if you're interested, uh, visit the Chamber office to pick up your passport. That's part of part of the fun for that evening. And so um, th- know that that is this, this Friday, November 12th. Uh, the Girls on the Run will have their annual 
Fall 5K, which will then be held on Saturday the 13th. I believe that starts at around 8 in the morning. So um, that is, you know, they run that. They have a 5K both spring and fall, and so this will be the fall version. Uh, another event which is coming up, which is kind of a staple for the city of Batesville, um, the 61st annual Batesville Farm City Banquet will be held on Tuesday, November 16th at the Batesville Middle School Commons. Doors will open at 5 p.m. Uh, tickets can be purchased in advance for $10 at the Batesville Area Chamber of Commerce or from a Kiwanis member or from the Batesville High School FFA members. And there will also be some a limited number of uh, tickets available at the door that evening. The YMCA will have their annual turkey trot, uh, which will be held on Thanksgiving Day. It's a 5K run walk. They have both a 5K and a 10K version of this same walk. It will be happen on Thanksgiving Day, the 25th. Sign-ups are at 7:15 a.m. They normally the walking and running begins at 8. And so if you're interested in, in getting a little exercise before you eat your, your fair share of turkey, reach out to the YMCA at area code 812-934-6006. And then last but not least, uh, the Chamber Parade and Community Tree Lighting uh, event will be held on uh, Friday, December 3rd. Uh, the, the theme for this year's event is Home for the Holidays. Uh, this has been a big event for the last number of years. The tree lighting has been has grown year after year after year. We were down a little bit last year because of COVID, uh, but we're hoping to bounce uh, bounce back this year and have a nice size size crowd. The chamber starts it off with a parade through town to highlight some of the local businesses, and then we have the tree lighting um, in downtown. What we used to call the bike park, uh, which I now uh, more people are referring to as Inspiration Park um, in downtown. And so we'll have the tree lighting then that night. And so that, that all happens from about 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. on the 3rd. And if you have any questions, feel you can visit the city's website uh, for more information about the event that will be happening that evening. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate your time this morning, Mr. Mayor, and uh, continued success. And uh, we will talk to you down the road. All right, you all have a great day, and thanks thanks for listening. I appreciate having the opportunity to, to share with everyone what's happening in the city of Batesville, and uh, we hope that uh, everyone gets ready uh, for the Christmas season, and uh, hopefully people will be able to come out and join, join us in some of these events. We have a lot happening, and hope you all will enjoy it. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.